It's been a while since I've sat behind this microphone and and just uh, blathered on about nothing. Uh, one of the things I think I've been struggling with trying to keep up with uh, this podcast, and also I have another one that's more, um, it basically it's just a totally different topic. Um, I just, there's a couple things. So uh, some some of it's just, failure to push through the resistance when you're, you know, you're trying to get better at something or you're, you're working on anything creative. There's always the demons in your head, the voices in your head that sort of prevent you from moving forward. So I definitely have that. Um, anyone who's listened to the, any of the prior episodes, you might've recalled, um, that I had this thing going last semester. And again, I'm, I speak in terms of semesters because I'm a graduate student at the moment. This is actually my final semester, so maybe I'll start thinking in terms of weeks and months again. But um, So last semester, I came up with something called the creative work economy. And essentially, it was a way for me to produce uh, you know, some good creative output during a time when I had lots of other demands. So I had all kinds of things going on with graduate school and my internship. And I thought, well, this is a recipe for basically me doing nothing on any creative front. So what I'm going to do is require that I earn um, tokens, is how I initially had it set up, to uh, that I would have to cash in anytime I wanted to use, you know, my little device or look at Facebook or Twitter or essentially anything that came under the category of distractotainment, which is becoming a bigger and bigger problem in my life anyway. Basically, I couldn't indulge in distractotainment anymore without paying a price. And that price was going to be uh, doing the creative work. So it was supposed to be the zero-sum situation where I would earn so many minutes, basically, of fuck-around time uh, by working. And so I couldn't just get up in the morning and fritter my time away like I was doing before because I didn't earn it yet. So I'd have to do some creative work, basically, every day if I wanted to to indulge in this, uh, in my usual distractions. And it worked pretty well, actually... Uh, did some recording. I did a lot more writing than I typically do all during a semester that was a busy time. So I, I ended up, it served its purpose. I was able to be active creatively during a busy time. I didn't indulge in stupid bullshit as much. And then came the break and I just dropped that. I had planned on dropping it, um, for winter break. And now I'm in this this final semester where really things are much easier. Uh, I've already passed my comprehensive exams for graduate school. I'm done with all my academic courses. I basically have a half-time internship this final semester um, where I go in and I'm essentially working three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I have Tuesdays and Thursdays off. 
I don't have coursework to worry about. I just have a lot more time. And so since I don't have really the need to have this productivity system in place, I just haven't been doing it. I mean, I've got plenty of time to do creative stuff, plenty of time to fuck around and do whatever I want. Um, and just essentially enjoy this final semester of, uh, not being a, um, whatever Johnny punch clock. Cause after this, you know, it's back to full-time work and, and all the horrors that, uh, that entails. But so you'd think I'd be pumping out more creatively since the semester started. We're, we're several weeks in, but I really haven't been, um, what have I been doing? Well, uh, one of the things that's been sucking up some of my time that I obviously I signed up for is I've been training for a half marathon. Some, some, at some point during the break, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I needed something, another challenge, my wife is a big runner and she runs half marathons and marathons and, and I always sort of opt out with an excuse like I'm an old man, I've had a lot of knee injuries, ACL repairs, multiple. And I just, uh, I caught myself constantly um, parroting the same excuses again and again why I don't push myself physically. And it was always, you know, my knees and my knees hurt and da 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 da. I'm getting, I'm too old to be running or all this bullshit. And I just heard myself um, from this distant point of view, sort of whining about about my uh, my old man knees, and it just really disgusted me. And I said, you know, fuck this. How do I know I can't, you know, I can't run a half marathon? So I just wanted to challenge myself to see if I could do it and to get myself out of this whiny mindset um and just to really objectively see okay are my knees limiting me or is it just kind of this shit attitude that i've developed so um i'm well into the training i'm 10 weeks into a 12-week half marathon training program the actual half marathon is in less than two weeks so i've sort of already hit my peak of training which was just this past weekend, I ran 12 miles, and now I'm going to sort of dial it down a little bit between now and the race. It's been interesting. Um, I've had no physical problems whatsoever, not a single knee ache, no inflammation, nothing in my knees. So the interesting thing there was just to note, um, not necessarily that I'm, I love running or really wanted to get into distance running, but I shut that door and I had this excuse that I really believed that, you know, somebody who's had a couple of ACL surgeries, multiple other knee injuries and a meniscus tears and who is, uh, you know, 45 years old, you know, I should just not pound my knees like that. It's not going to be something that I can do. And it turned out to be total bullshit because, uh, here I am, uh, I'm doing it and it's, it's fine. I'm, you know, physically fit more so than I've been probably in a few years. And it's been just an interesting, cool process to go through. There's also, to relate this back to the creative process a little bit, just the pushing through resistance, I think, is um, uh, what running is kind of teaching me. I mean, there's something about running. I've never enjoyed it. That whole thing about, you know, endorphins, is, that's just such bullshit. I did a 12-mile run this weekend, and that was the furthest I'd ever run in my life by a couple miles 
And if ever endorphins were going to kick in, they would have kicked in at some point. But uh, totally not the case with me. I just, after I'm running for more than, you know, two or three minutes, there's something in me that wants to stop. I think it's just natural. You know, you're just, your body somehow is registering the fact that there's no tiger chasing you and there's no need to be exerting yourself and um, you just want to stop running. So that that mental challenge of continuing to push uh, through that for whatever the distance is, is is interesting to me. So um, there's definitely something to apply to the creative process in general there. But so, yeah, so it's um, there's been no endorphins or no true love of running that's that's come about. And I'm I'm going to run the half marathon and we'll see if I want to continue uh this level of training it just may be that i'm you know i'll just continue to run for fitness and just i won't be as restricted as i was before but uh yeah so i've been i've been doing the half marathon training which does you know require some time i've been playing guitar a lot um you could see in the background there uh, those of you who are watching the video version of this podcast my um my guitar's been uh, constantly in use. And so while I haven't been doing much recording and producing new songs or anything like that, I've just been playing a lot, playing my fingers to the bone. And that's been interesting too, because one of the things that I've discovered just in a couple of weeks span, when you just are playing a shit ton of, you know, just you're putting in a shit ton of minutes, I've already making jumps in my technique and my, my skill level I've seen these quantum jumps happen just in this a couple week period. And it just, uh, you know, I just shake my head and realize how uh, little I put into it back in the days when I was playing in bands. I played in a couple bands. I was the bass player and I just never worked hard at it. I never practiced. I never really just decided, hey, I'm going to be a great bass player. I just showed up to the rehearsals and I had something in my head when I was in my 20s and even my 30s that uh, talent just ruled. I mean, you were just good at something or not, and everything should just be easy. If you're good at something, then things just flow out of you, and that's pretty much it. And, you know, the, the a friend of mine who was leading the band, it just seemed to be so great. It never occurred to me that it wasn't just a matter of... Uh, him having talent. I mean, he just put a lot of hours into playing. Um, and he's, you know, started playing when he was a teenager. And so, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, God damn it, if I just, you know, got myself a guitar when I was 15 and just really worked at it, I could have had so many, you know, hundreds more quantum jumps in my skill level. But um, that's part of what one of the things that, uh, that's moving me to even do this podcast and, and, and drone on about my creative life is that, you know, what do you do when you're in your forties? Like I am, or I guess you could think of this. Any, anyone who's listening to this could be any age, but well, I mean, what do I do now? I'm not really that interested in just, uh, you know, throwing out little nuggets of wisdom for the kids. So they, you know, don't make the same mistakes that I do and that bullshit. Um, I want to live now. I mean, I don't want to look back. Uh, or if I do look back, it's only in the service of how to move forward better. You know, what? 
how do I go from here in the best possible way? So uh, you don't see too many examples of people in their 40s that are, um, well, maybe you see some examples of people in their 40s that are at their creative peak, but very few that are still, you know, still working toward that peak. Um, you don't see many people just starting out uh, doing something when they're in their 40s. Usually that's, you know, you've been at it for a long time and you've sort of mastered your your little field or your area. But for me, um, yeah, so I'm 45 years old and I'm I'm, I'm an okay guitar player and, and singer and songwriter, but I, I want to just keep getting better. I have this attitude like um, I should have probably had when I was in my 20s. And it's just a weird spot to be in because it feels like, uh, I don't know, I'm almost embarrassed to be uh, focusing on my creative pursuits uh, as if I'm in my 20s. Like somehow I should have done that already or it's too late. That's sort of um, bullshit and it always pops up in my head. But um, yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested in sort of moving forward with all this and uh, so I've been playing playing my guitar a lot, getting better, uh, discovering you know what it means to to get better and be able to perform more consistently. What I tend to do, I'm sure I've mentioned this in a few other episodes, I'll take my guitar into my bathroom and I'll just stand in there. It sounds great in there with the reverb and whatnot, and I'll just play for hours. And um, there's something about just slugging it out. Uh, I mean, I enjoy it a lot. It doesn't feel like work, but that type of practice where you're really focused um, and you're and you're putting the time in is obviously important. So same can be said with podcasting. It's another creative outlet for me, and I, I put it off all the time because I, I'm so awkward at it still, and uh, this is the first time I've, I've done a video version of it. For whatever reason, um, YouTube is just another way to sort of put the podcast out there. Um, and maybe it helps me focus a little bit somehow, or I'm thinking that, um, because I'm so self-conscious when the, the microphone's turned on or the camera's turned on that just, even though essentially nobody is watching or this podcast, listening to it, at least that I know of, um, it's helped me, me to learn how to get into the flow and to be focused and productive, um, when there are eyes and ears, pointed in my direction, or at least, um, the perception is that. So I don't know what that's leading up to. Part of me feels, um, like I would want to get into a situation where I'm playing in a band again or performing just to push myself, challenge myself, maybe in the same way that, um, I did with this half marathon. You know, I, I remember, I think it was 1999. So it's a fucking long time ago, um, that I, performed at an open mic with my acoustic guitar and it was really just uh part of this challenge um where I just was experimenting with uh you know what would it be would be like to just challenge myself to do you know four or five things with some friends of mine things I always wanted to do but I've never been able to do and have them hold me accountable for my challenges and I would hold them accountable for their challenges and uh, one of mine was to play guitar at an open mic, which I was absolutely terrified to do. And I went ahead and did it um, only because I had, you know, my my partner in this experiment keeping me uh, accountable. And it was a total fucking nightmare. I mean, I was, um, I was not a very good guitar player then or a good singer. 
I was terrified. I was literally shaking while I was um, up there playing to the point where I almost dropped the guitar pick into the sound hole. And it was a, a sort of an, some intricate picking going on in this song, which was totally stupid. In hindsight, I should have just done some strummer, you know, something that was very basic. But I, I chose something that required a little more picking and singing at the same time. And of course, I didn't have any means to rehearse uh, what it would be like to point my mouth at a microphone while I was playing. And I was, um, it was just a fucking train wreck. I mean, I didn't, I couldn't coordinate that, keeping my my mouth pointed at the mic without staring down at my hands. And I was terribly nervous for getting words. And it was just really pathetic. And people gave me like pity applause. I grabbed my guitar and stuck in the case and ran the hell out of there. And I never have performed since uh, other than playing bass in the band and being sort of a side person or in the background. And it's just because, yeah, it terrifies me. It just seems like a very unpleasant experience. But uh, maybe sort of like with the half marathon, I feel now I'm getting to the point where, I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm 45 years old. It's like I, if, if I aspire to do this, you know, it's, it's time to do it. And I, I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, maybe I just don't enjoy performing and I'd rather just fuck around on a podcast and just record things at home and, and, uh, put, put myself out there that way. If at all, again, I feel, you know, most at home when I'm just in the bathroom, just singing and no one, no one's listening. And, and sometimes that feels like that's all I need, but, uh, I am curious what it would be like to push through the resistance again. Uh, what is it? Is it just that performing is not for me or I'm just scared? I'm afraid of rejection, whatever, all these things. It'd be interesting to see if I could get to a place where I could perform without any of that resistance and without giving a fuck what people thought. And maybe if I got to that, you know, fuck it place, I'd be more relaxed and I'd be able to it would be just like playing in the bathroom only there are people there and maybe I'd be energized by the audience. So I don't know. Maybe that's what I'm working toward a little bit um, by doing all this playing and singing lately. Again, not a whole lot of recording, but I've, I've set up my studio here in such a way that uh, it's really primed and ready to um, record demos and new songs and stuff. So hopefully I'll be able to crank some of that out Otherwise, uh, yeah, I haven't been getting out to any local shows here in Las Cruces. Uh, some of the folks in the local music scene continue to put out um, recordings. And um, and I think there is there is a good little singer-songwriter indie scene here that maybe I'll link up with at some point. Um, yeah, and otherwise, uh, since the last podcast, there's one other thing maybe in the creative realm. I haven't done shit as far as writing goes, so I'm a little bit stalled out on that, but um, I did discover another musician that I'm really digging. Um, his name is Damien Rice. He's a an Irish acoustic guitar guy, sort of in the vein of Glenn Hansard, who's been sort of my, my god this, these last five years. Somebody who uh, had heard that I, I liked Hansard asked me what I what I thought about Damien Rice, and I just sort of heard of him but never listened to his music. And I've been checking him out on YouTube and really enjoying it. Um, some of it is maybe not my cup of tea. He's a little... Uh, some of it, maybe some of his older stuff, I don't know. 
uh, is a little poppy and it feels, uh, I don't know, too simple or cliche in a way. Um, but it, that could be bullshit. I don't know. It's again, it's hard to, it, to critique music. Um, cause even, even some of those songs, when I first heard them and I thought, ah, this is, you know, it's three chords. The lyrics don't seem all that interesting to me, but when the guy performs the stuff live, he brings that, that soul and that expressiveness that I love so much about Hansard and a lot of, uh, other people that I like. And there's some of his songs, um, some of the Damien Rice songs I really have enjoyed. So I don't know too much about him yet, but I'm, I'm sort of really digging his vibe, especially his live performances. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll throw up a few links to some things, um, on my website, uh, that I've been enjoying. So I guess that's about it. Uh, I just wanted to get something up there to, um, keep this podcast alive. Uh, if there is a, somebody out there listening, um, again, you can always feel free to, uh, contact me on Twitter, which is, uh, at Isaac dust or send me an email, um, Bob at head and And otherwise, yeah, I'll try to try to keep this going a little more regularly. Hopefully it'll, you know, inspire me to record some new music and continue on my, my, uh, creative projects. But I guess that's it. Um, it's about, uh, 1230 here. I'm looking to watch, um, uh, Barcelona versus Arsenal. I'm a big, uh, soccer fan. So I'm off to do that. I need to take a shower cause I'm still in my running gear and I kind of smell, but, uh, with that, I'll check you next time. Bye-bye.